Hello, listener of Neighbours. It's Vaya here, and I'm back in your ears. I've forgotten how to do um, the things, the talking, and the buttons. And uh, I said I was going to take a few weeks break, and then I took a few months break because I'm a dirty liar. But mainly because I got this full-time job, which is great employment. It's really handy. And then I got a bit obsessed and was right into the routine of working full-time and had no brain space. I was working on a quiz show, so I had my head in trivia all day, every day, trivia questions. And when I got home, I had no brain space for neighbours. I know, I don't need much of that, but you'd be surprised. So, and then I kind of fell off the wagon of the podcast because I had no time and I've just finished work for a while till someone else rings me up and gives me a job and I've been meaning to catch up with neighbours but then I got scared I didn't know how to jump back in and I thought why don't I catch up with you guys like you can hang out with me while I catch up and I don't quite know what this is going to be but it'll just be a little experiment and a massive thanks to my boyfriend who hasn't deleted any of the episodes of Neighbours on our IQ since May. Do you know how much, how much like John Oliver and Colbert and Jimmy Fallon, he has had to cram in every week so that he can delete all his shows that I've had so that I can have room for Neighbours. So that's a massive commitment on his part. I'm like, don't delete Neighbours, don't delete Neighbours. Okay, so I'm going to just jump back in. I don't know how this is going to be. But I will press play. This is, we're going back to the 28th of May. Um, and I don't know if you've caught up, if you've been watching this whole time, or if you were just dipping in and out, but I'm sure you're much more informed than I am. So this is, okay, this is the synopsis. Can Amber, Josh, and Daniel navigate their love triangle? And I'm going to press play. Go. Make machines work. Oh, couch time. No, I haven't missed you. Um, so the thing is, I kind of had problems with this whole Amber love triangle bizot because I just got really mad. This is just the recap that's playing. I got really mad at neighbours that they were defining Amber solely on her relationships. And I know that soaps are meant to be about relationships and that's the that's the bread and butter. But, you know, you can, it's a young character. Teenage girl's going to look up to her. And she's got to be about more than the fellas. So I kind of, you know, I got a bit sick of it. And so I had no desire to come running back to Neighbours. But anyway, oh, here we go. Um, Amber and Dano having chats. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So Josh might be the father of this baby that they could have prevented by taking a tablet the next day after doing the dirty. Okay, so... Daniel's found out that he might not be the dad of this kid and we're supposed to care. Oh, he's still got... Oh, he's got that bar. That's right. Off air bar. Yes, I'm remembering. Um, oh, God, May's so long ago. Sorry, guys. Okay. Oh, Josh is the dad? Josh is going to be a dad. Oh, deadbeat dad. Either one of them would have been a great deadbeat dad, let's be honest. 
Oh, Daniel's stacking chairs. At least this has made him industrious at work. He's really glum. You all should be glum because your futures have just been cut short. It's not like we need to overpopulate. Oh, he's throwing chairs. That's never good. You've, you know, you've just set the place up. Are you insured for those chairs? Has Imogen filed that paperwork? Colette Nan's up in arms about something. Oh, she's a YouTube, she's a viral YouTube clip. What did she do that put her on YouTube? Could have been anything. She's got toady embroiled legally already. Homophobia? I feel like I don't need to really catch up with the comic relief stories of the week, do I? Although I was getting, I was getting like tweets from people at Neighbours Pod saying, I can't wait for you to see this, I can't wait for you to see that. So I'm reluctant to like skip over stuff. Um, Paul is still rocking his post fake cancer shaved head look. It's quite good. He never had cancer, but he's doing well, despite the fact that he thought he did. That could still take a toll on a person. Okay, so Amber and Paige are hanging out by the pool. Paige is still in that pool, like, constantly. She is just living the dream in Melbourne in that pool. Paige just delivered a gold line. What you see is what you get with Daniel. Perfection. Oh, he's got his vest, so that's something I haven't missed, is the Daniel Robinson vest attire. Oh, Paige's shank tat. Forgot about that. Oh, throwback to many a um, a Kate and CJ conversation about pages, shank tat. Daniel just says something important and I talked over it, but that's fine. Kate and CJ both doing great, miss those girls, but uh, we'll hopefully have them back in for some proper podcasting soon. Oh no, now drives schooling Josh on the harsh realities of being a parent. Don't take fatherly advice from that deadbeat dad, Josh. Imogen's piecing out of this chat. I oh, don't bring up Ned. Don't bring up the illegitimate children. Terage is just like, has this raised eyebrow during the Ned conversation. Terage is eating with a mouthful of cereal. I approve, I approve of that. That's how I roll. Did I say eating with a mouthful of cereal? Talking with a mouthful of cereal. There's a whole rack of toast on the Turner family's breakfast table that no one has eaten. I don't think these guys can afford to just throw out a loaf every morning on breakfast that no one's eating. Just quietly. The details you notice when you're talking straight on. <laughs> oh, now Daniel's getting advice from Carl on his his girlfriend's baby by another daddy. And this is the point where you could have spoken to Carl a lot earlier about your options. So Paul has handed Daniel some kind of contract or some Tim Collins has drawn up a little contract to spell out his rights as a uh, not the baby daddy. Okay, and we're at commercial break. We are zipping through. Okay, I'm fast forwarding through this Sheila stuff because I don't care. We've got to get through the big story arcs. Paul and Naomi, yada, yada, yada. Oh, it's amazing what you can just cut out when you 
trying to get it done. All right, Paige and Immy. Okay, so Imogen's trying to get to the bottom of this Colette Nan viral YouTube clip. She's working for Toadie. She's trying to get to the bottom of who uploaded it. And I think she's just doing that by reading the listings on YouTube. It's good investigation, Imogen. Oh, no, Amber's going to meet up with both blokes. Okay, so Loz has gone over for, for a cuppa, plunger, uh, French press at Tarage's house and Brad's, obviously. Well, it's Mama Tarage's. Talking about their impregnated teenagers. Are they still teenagers? Yeah, they're first year uni, so yes. Tarage wants to structure weekly meetings. Probably could have had those before the kids jumped into the sack with the wrong person. Okay, cut to the idiot triplets. Amber, Josh and Dan trying to nut out their problems. Josh has his community service high-vis vest draped conveniently over the picnic chair just to remind us of his prospects. Josh has just complimented Dan on how cool he is being about his girlfriend carrying another bloke's baby. And Tarage is raging. Yes, I've missed this. Tarage is throwing shade on Amber, getting up the duff. Oh, okay, she just brought up 20 years ago. Oh, don't bring up the war to rage. She just brought up the fact that they both got knocked up with Paige and how that turned out. Amazing. Gold. Okay, fast forward. Oh, we're at another ad break. Oh, just flying through. Okay, Paul's at the off-air bar. Oh, Paul still... Th what? Paul still thinks he has cancer. Or it's Daniel's cancer letter that he was going to mail. I don't know what's going out. Did he have cancer? Does he know he didn't have cancer? Okay. It's all the feels that Paul wrote down to Daniel when he thought he was going to cark it. And Daniel's reading it and having a teary. It's very cute. I just wish I knew who, who where we were in the story, but that's fine. Imogen has solved the problem of the viral video off camera, so... Super exciting. She confronted the guy. Pity we didn't get to see that. Fast forward. I've decided. Oh, to rage. She's got the rubber gloves on and he's cleaning the cabinets. Amazing. Of course she cleans with rubber gloves on. I never do that. I bet she's got a manicure. She doesn't want to ruin. Okay, he's bringing up the fact that he and Lauren are going to share a grandchild. Don't bring that up, Drab. Okay, to rage is going to go say sorry to Loz for... Just, you know, owning it before. Rubber gloves have come off. The gloves have literally come off. Daniel. Did I have a nickname for Daniel? What did we used to call him? God. I keep calling him Daniel. That feels weird. Uh, he's hugging Paul. They're hugging it out. Oh, that's cute. Paul's hugging like a human. Oh, he still thinks he has cancer? Oh. Oh. Okay. Now I remember because I was away on a holiday when this all erupted. Okay, so he still thinks he has cancer, so Naomi wants to mail out all the other letters to all his other children all around the country, the world, the globe. There's Robinson Spawn at every port. <gasps> no, she's just picked up another letter from Paul's drawer. Okay, she's asking someone called Tracy to track down Paul's daughter, Amy. Who's Tracy, man? Who is Tracy that she can track down things that aren't on Google? 
I would like to meet Tracy. So Naomi's holding this letter to Amy Williams that Paul has asked her not to post, blah, blah, blah. I know that Amy's on the show because, you know, it's months later and she's on the show. Mm. Okay, Lauren is drawing her troubles away and she's got pencils sticking out of her mouth. She looks like Mr. Squiggle. Teresa's wearing white pants and look, I don't know if that's okay on anyone. And I think she should know better. Oh, they're saying sorry. Teresa's saying sorry. That's cute. I like when she says sorry, even though I like it when she flips her lid. Please tell me that Amber's taken a tumble down a flight of stairs between May and now. So now Lauren's bringing up that she and Brad are going to share a grandchild. Orcs! Why is that the first thing you people are saying? She promises she's going to back off Brad. Wait, what happened while she was in Canada? She slept over? The hell was I? Whoa! Whoa, baby. Okay, so Lauren just slipped up that she slept over at Brad's house. And to rage was under the impression that they were hanging out in some other way. And that's gold. I can't remember anything. But that's fine. Okay, coming up next ep. Oh, Teraj is going to rage again next episode. Okay, good. This is good. This is going to help me get back in the groove. Oh, this is going to be fun. Actually, I can delete. Oh, my God. KB is going to be so happy that I've just started deleting Neighbours episodes. Okay, next episode, 29th of May. Australia time. Therese tells Brad that he's run out of second chances. Well, kind of ran out of those a while ago. And yet, you've kept him around. Couch time, fast forward. All right, we open with Therese just comes storming back in from next door. She has just learnt that Lauren had a little sleepover that he's doing. <laughs> Don't tell her that you had a couple of wines, Drab. Oh, she's... Like, she's already amped up to peak rage, which is fantastic. There's not much more to... There's not anywhere else she can go from here, which is how I like to rage. <gasps> she's over it. Oh, she's being sarcastic. She's like, oh, well, if you say nothing happened, I suppose I have to believe you. Wow. She just switched down from rage just to sarcasm. Oh, now Imogen heard the whole thing. And now she's concerned. Oh, my God, Nell. Okay. Nell has a top knot. That is adorable. It looks like a hipster man bun. Sonia has the long bob. Nell had a bee sting allergic reaction. That would have been fun to see. Sonia and Amber are drawing with crayons. Amber's drawn a very rudimentary cat. They're at the off-air bar. Amber's using Nell as a practice baby. So, look... I mean, that can't be any worse for Nell than the, the parenting she's received thus far from Tony and Sonia. Oh, Josh is getting a job, so that's helpful. He's pretty smart, given he's the daddy. He's like, oh, I'm going to make this all work for us. Well, easy for you to say. They're your swimmers, mate. That did this. I have to keep talking over important stuff, but I'm sure it'll be covered again. Paige is holding a charm. Or some kind of piece of metal. What? Hang on. Okay, there's some money that's been stolen. Paige and little Brennan are having a powwow about who stole their money. And now he's talking about stealing a car. Has he? Have they been stealing cars together? That's unwise. Oh, big Brennan. Hello. I can't wait till there's even more Brennans. I know that's coming. So blah, blah, blah. I'm, sure, I'm going to bring up the synopsis again so I don't have to know what's going on. Okay, so... Paige is horrified when Tyler is bashed. Oh, okay, that, that'll be coming up then. And Daniel decides to sell the bar. Does he even own the bar? 
Doesn't Paul own the bar? Okay, Brad and Lauren are doing exactly what he said he wouldn't do, she wouldn't do, and are having a de- deep and meaningful in the Harold's kitchen. She is uh, paying out on Brad for not being honest with his wife. Good call, Loz. Good call. Oh, remember her? Dad cop died? Oh, that's fun. Oh, I'd forgotten. Didn't even notice him missing. Okay, Teresa has brought out a box of the ki- her kids' old baby clothes. She's got Imogen and Josh's baby booties. It's pretty cute. What about your other kid that um, we never care about that is joining the show in a few months? <laughs> she goes, is this going to be another marriage crisis? I know, they happen every Tuesday, don't they, love? Right, so they're rehashing the fact that before Dad Cop carked it, he told Brad to keep an eye out for Loz. So that makes it all okay. Imogen looks like she got taller. Oh, no. They just mentioned they have to focus on Josh now that he's going to be a dad, and that's just a terrifying thought. Sonia's left Amber alone with Nell and some crayons, so um, I'm pretty sure that's right at her aptitude of what she can handle at this point in time. She's talking finances with Daniel. Sonia, his dad's Paul. He's going to be fine. They can pay for cots and prams and private kindergarten. Sonia, it's now giving Daniel business advice as a fellow small business owner um she is talking about the plant nursery that she's never at like who's running it right now like chris and mari were always at their plant farm shout out to the victorian listeners who understand that reference actually chris and mari's plant farm shut down so look it's just not a great um season for nurseries uh brennan's been for a run and we know that because his shirt is sweaty. Now, here's a mistake. He really should have been shirtless. Um, that's a missed opportunity. He's talking about her dating his brother. Are they going out? They're not going out. He tells... Big Brennan's telling Paige that she means a lot to him. So, yeah, obviously OTP. When's that happening? Uh, we just need to get over this little hurdle of them stealing cars together or whatever it was they were doing. Fast forward. Shark Tank, that was a thing. I'm so bored of Tyler and Paige looking at a laptop for this whole episode. I'm just fast-forwarding through that. Sonia and Daniel. You know what they should have done is the two hippies, Sonia and Daniel, should have opened their nursery together and Daniel could have run the hippie juice bar and done it, done the same kind of bizzo that he's doing here with on air, off-air bar and had, you know, crayon tables out and Scrabble games. And Sonia could have been at the nursery and then two businesses wouldn't have been going under and one would have stayed above above water. So Daniel wants to sell the bar. Sonia's telling him not to rush into anything. Why is he talking? Why is he getting advice from Sonia? I've got to sneeze. She says not everything's about money, which he should know because he lived in a car for quite a while. Tarage is handing Josh over his old baby clothes. So thrifty living. Tarage said she's going to kick in with money if he needs it. Well, that's enabling. Tere just mentioned that Josh still has the hots for Amber and that's going to be a bit tricky. Josh reckons he's going to plan for the future to um, win Amber over. Oh, God, I'm so over this. How much more? How many more months of this love triangle? Maybe I'll just fast forward through all of the Amber-Daniel stuff. That'll be fun. Someone's on a skateboard. Who is it? Ah. Uh, oh, it's the, um. what do we call him? The shithead? No. The shitty kid? The little shit. I've forgotten all of our nicknames. Jaden. St- 
stole Paige's money. He looks a lot like um, Bobby Fisher's son from Home and Away in the 90s. Shitbag. The shitbag kid has a stash of comic books. Okay, he reckons he didn't steal anything from her. Boring. Next. Okay, so thugs come around to Tyler's garage or whoever owns that garage. Son has just left Nell with Amber now. So she offloads that kid onto whoever's just walking by. Okay, so Sonia's now witnessing this rando thug roughing up little Brennan. We know he's a thug because he has sleeve tats and no sleeves. So they're looking at baby photos to Rage and Brad, Drab. She tells Drab that he shouldn't have lied to her. Okay, yep. She says if he lets her down again, then that's it. She doesn't really trust him, which is fair. Fast forward. Daniel sees Josh and Amber and Nell by the lake, looking like a little happy family. Nell, I think, is picking her nose, which is, it makes sense that she needs to amuse herself when she's around Josh and Amber. He's dropped around some vitamins for Amber. Can't she Google this shit on her own? Get an app. Amber, get an app. Josh, shut up. God, he makes me angry. So Amber's really grateful that he bought all these vitamins for the kid. Um, sad music is playing, so we know that Daniel feels on the outer. See you later, Vestie. And he's um, picked up the phone and now he wants to sell the stupid bar. Seriously, I don't think he owns it. Page drama. All this page action is happening on phones and laptops. So Brennan's going to train for a marathon and he asks Paige to train with him. So they're going to get hot and sweaty together. So this org as well. So she's ditching little Brennan to hang out with big Brennan. Yeah, I support this. Back at the garage. The thug has returned. I'm going to fast forward to the bashing. Oh, it went to an ad. Oh, we didn't even get to see it. It's going to be the one punch hit all over again. It's come back from the ad and it's just cut to next episode tiles on the ground okay there's a guy coming up in the next episode who looks like joey tribbiani this is gonna be great okay we are back on deck for the next episode it is we're into june this is the first of june and i've already started and what's happening in this one is that susan and carl are doing their taxes well carl's doing his taxes yes drama rocks ramsey street Tyler got beaten up, but we didn't get to see it, which is disappointing. And now Paige is hanging out with Brennan because she's secretly never got over him. Slash he's the superior Brennan. But he reckons his little brother's hooking up with Paige. Meanwhile, what's his name? Daniel wants to sell the off-air bar to what appears to be Joey Tribbiani, who wants to turn the off-air bar into a cage-fighting gym. Which sounds to me like a much more lucrative enterprise. Now Paige, Paige is going to go get um, Tyler an iced coffee from what I could only assume is that good bakery in Anson's Corner. Oh, and Nate has worked out, has put the idea into Carl's head that Susan's got a secret bank account. Which is wise. It's always important to have a little nest egg. Meanwhile, Carl's trying to claim a $500 champagne breakfast as a tax deduction. Oh, okay. She opened the bank account when they were separated. Well, yeah, if you're not going to hang on to your missus, then you're going to accept that she is in charge of her own finances, Carl. Mate. 
Susan promises she's not going to run off with the milkman. If the milkman had cancer, she would run off with the milkman. Imogen's laying into Josh for playing who's the better daddy, when we all know that it should be a competition of who's the better deadbeat daddy. And Josh reckons Daniel's going to move off to a commune rather than stick around and look after another man's kid, which is a fair call from Josh. What did I used to call Josh? Pastora Josh. Yes, I need to get back on that. Oh, Paige has gone to get advice from Dr. Carl. You can take paracetamol and ibuprofen at the same time, can't you? Carl reckons he has to wait a couple of hours. That's wrong, isn't it? Susan's trying to justify having her own bank account to Carl. It's making my blood boil. Carl, you bought a ceramic pig, all right? Let the woman have her bank account. Josh is bonding with Joey Tribbiani about um, getting back on the athletic train after an injury. Oh, my God. Is Pastora Josh going to be a cage fighter? Please, 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 please. Okay, so we're jumping into the 2nd of June because I got really bored by the previous episode. And Tyler got bashed and Paige stole, I think, Dr. Carl's prescription book so she could um, get Tyler on the meds so he wouldn't have to go to the dock. And... I think Joey Tribbiani is going to get Pistoria Josh into cage fighting and that would make my year. So they owe, I don't know who they owe, they owe someone $6,000. Isn't Paige loaded? Doesn't she have a lot of that money in her bank account that they can pay whatever cream they owe that money to? Um, oh, little Brennan took his shirt off, that's worth noting. Oh, good, a nursery update. Okay, so in this episode... Amy's coming to town and I kind of just want to meet her. So let's just fast forward through all this. Why is Carl working behind the bar at the off-air bar? How is this happening? Is Carl a glassy at the off-air bar? Ain't nobody got time to figure out why Carl is cleaning glasses at the bar. Is Carl an investor in the bar? Does he have an RSA? Is this legal? As much as I love Paige and the Brennans, I'm kind of bored by their underhanded money-making bizzo. Okay, now we're going to meet Amy. So this is Paul's, one of Paul's illegitimate daughters. She, the first neighbour's character she meets is Bossy, which is a good sign. Uh, this is, so this is Zoe Cramont, who was on Packed to the Rafters. She's rocking some chambray, so she's keeping it cash for her first day on the street. Okay, Paul's having a meeting with an old man. Boring, red tape. So, Sonia's got a flat tyre. And isn't this why you have car insurance? Just call the RSAV, Sonia. Um, and Amy, Amy Robbo, is going to help her change the tyre. So, just an action-packed introduction so far. Has she even introduced herself? Sonia's just letting this stranger who hasn't even said her name start tinkering with her car. Paige is at the garage. Is she a mechanic now? So confused about what everyone's jobs are. Carl's a barista. Oh, Brennan just touched Paige on the face. Amy is giving Sonia financial slash marital advice. Oh my God, 
outsiders just come home and Toadie and Elle have got bunches of flowers for her. This is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. My ovaries. I shouldn't have fast forwarded over their fight because I have no idea what's going on. Because I thought Carl and Susan were fighting about money. Okay, Toadie's putting the house in Sonia's name. Sonia is quick to sign on that dotted line. Polynomia passion, gross. Yuck, it's weird. He keeps calling her Naomi. Stop making out with a girl you're saying whose name you're saying wrong. Okay, he's asking her out for dinner. Hurry up, we just want to meet Amy. Amy has swiped Naomi's swipe card and has busted into the old penthouse. Paul doesn't recognise his own flesh and blood. Okay, we're into the 3rd of June now. Jumping ahead a bit, Paul's long-lost daughter's rocked up and she's a little bit annoyed that he's never sent her a birthday card. He's never sent his daughter any kind of correspondence. She's like mid to late 20s. He's an asshole. And now he's cracked the shits with Naomi because... Naomi, I should say, because she's contacted Amy. But, buddy, send your spawn a bloody Christmas card and a Maya voucher. It's not that hard. Okay, now we get to my possibly my favourite joke in Neighbours history. So, Colette Nan has been a YouTube sensation for standing up to um, a homophobe. And she said to Susan that the LGBTI of Eden Hills, which she translated as the the Lesbian Gay Bisexual Tertiary Institute of Eden Hills. That is my favourite joke of all time. Okay, oh, we're in a flashback now. Paul is flashing back to baby Amy and he's having some emotions. Okay, with his whiskey. Oh, all right, well, he interrupted my joke. Anyway, then Susan had to explain to Colette Nan that LGBTI stands for transgender and intersex and it was my favorite moment of all time I just had to shout that out okay we're back here with Amy she's she's not having a great day now Sonia has unloaded the pram with Nell we're in the car park at Nana Wadding Amy's reread the cancer letter it's made her even more sad and now she's reversing out of the car park without checking her mirrors and okay we're at commercials. Hey, whoa. We missed... Has it just cut straight to the aftermath? Okay, so she, Amy's reversed over the pram, but Nell was still in the car, so Nell's fine. Thank Christ. Wow. Could they not even afford to show the stunt of Amy backing into a empty pram? Oh, now she's in Sonia's debt, so that's not a great place to be. Oh my god, okay, so it is gay night at the Waterhole, the Eden Hills LGBTI Society. I'm really intrigued as to what this society, how it operates, what its mission statement is, why it operates out of Eden Hills, not Erinsborough. Erinsborough is not progressive enough. And there's a guy in a fedora. There's plenty of pride balloons. Oh, and Nate is here to pick up and Kyle and Toadie are his wingmen so um, it's likely to crash and burn. Sonia has taken the woman who nearly killed her child out for coffee and Nell will not make eye contact with Amy 
and I commend her. Amy's filling Sonia in on the whole Paul's her secret dad situation. Okay, so she's pissed off because he never he didn't recognise her. Well, it's been a little while, love. It's not like he's been your Facebook friend. Oh, and Nell's sitting next to Amy. Sonia, just put Nell on your lap. Like, this woman nearly ran her over. She's probably terrified. Don't put her right next to the her potential killer. So, if it, oh, so Paul's pissed at Naomi and even though he um, bit her head off before, she's come back to let him know that Amy's having a coffee in Harold's. Now, you could have texted this information, Naomi, or phoned it in. Wow, flashback to old school Robbo is great value. And Amy is seen here with a pink backwards baseball cap. Well, no wonder he doesn't recognise her. It's a different actress. Okay, we're back at the waterhole from what I can only gather is some kind of fundraiser just for homosexuality in general. I don't know what they're raising money for. Or maybe it's just a singles night. I don't, I'm not interested in Tony and Carl's hijinks. Okay, so so Colette Nan is standing in front of a chalkboard that reads Erinsborough LGBTI fundraiser raffle. Win a trip to San Francisco. Tickets $5 each. Okay. Who put this raffle together in an afternoon and how did they score a San Fran trip? Was there a travel agent involved? Is that travel agent sponsoring this competition? You, I'm pretty sure you have to get permits for these types of competitions. But she's teed this up quick smart. Unless it's like San Francisco, Tasmania or something that I don't know about. Some small town. Um... And still, it just says LGBTI. So this is a fundraiser for people, for like gay, lesbian, bisexual, trans people in general? Not for any type of organised... I'm very confused. It's a lovely handwriting on the chalkboard. Nate's just asked his date, like it's been an hour and he's only just asked him what he does for a crust. Oh, now Kyle's chatting to a bloke about his handyman work. Oh, it's really cute. Okay, I think he and Toadie are having some kind of competition on who can pick up a gay guy and this is lame. Moving on. Amy wants to pay, buy Sonia a new pram and Sonia's like, don't worry about it. I don't know how much prams cost. I got it from my mother-in-law. So, what's her name? Carmel? Coral? Angie. Why do I always think her name's Carmel? Angie Rebecca's forked out for this probably top-of-the-line pram for her grandchild. And Sonia's like, eh, whatevs. Get another one. Okay, Toadie is excited because gay men find him more attractive than Kyle. And I'm more confused than I was at the start of this episode. Nell's looking pretty confused. I think the high point of Nell's day was realising that her dad's got other options on the other side of the fence. Where's Nell? Sonia's leaving coffee. Okay, Toadie took Nell home. How long was this coffee? It was like three hours. Like, Paul could have come down to the coffee shop and she could have gone. Okay, I want to skip another episode, but I don't want to skip because in the next episode there's Lauren and Brad Erst. So, all right, let's just assume that Amy and Paul haven't patched things up yet and I'll see where we are in the next episode. Okay, so we're into the 4th of June and um, great stuff so far. Uh <laughs> There is a very attractive young Eurasian gentleman who is hitting on Lauren and he's sketching a new logo 
for the less for Lassiter's because oh, because Paul sold the hotel, bought it back. I guess that's what that chat with the old man was about. And so they want to do up the place and get a new logo. And I guess you don't need to book a graphic design firm or anything. You just get a an artist, get a freelance artist round to sit and have a coffee by the lake, and just draw whatever comes into his mind. So that's nice. He's taken a shine to Lauren. And Teresa's just like, yeah, she's single. And not telling him any anything else. Like, oh, her husband died like a month ago. Um, no baggage. Uh, Amy and Paul. Uh, P.S. He stole from Amy's trust fund. When did that happen? That's amazing. Wow. Okay. Just when you think he is at his lowest ebb, down he goes again. And, oh, in other news, Amy's been sleeping in her car. What is it with the people that come to Erinsborough from out of town and decide, oh, I've come here with no plans. I didn't book anywhere to sleep. I didn't go on Airbnb. I'm going to sleep in my car. And Kyle said to her, oh, you know, the only hotel nearby is Lasseter's because you don't want to stay there. She's, there is many other accommodation opportunities. There are Quest Apartments, um, couch surfing. That's the thing. She didn't seriously drive in with nothing, with no plans. Anyway, she's coming to do handyman work for Sonia and she's got a full box of tools. Oh, okay. So she and Kyle have had some instant erst as well. Uh, Nell is sitting on the kitchen bench next to the woman that nearly ran her down. Sonia, take your daughter's feelings into consideration here. This is a terrifying moment for her. Okay, our young Eurasian friend wants Tarage to recommend some art galleries to him. And Tarage doesn't know any. Um, what about the National Gallery? Oh, Dano's come around to meet Amy. Oh, he's gone in for the hug straight away. You two have a lot in common. You've both lived in your car. He wants to be happy families. Amy's not keen. Very wise, Amy. I like you already. Tarage is matchmaking with Laws. Love it. Body's not even cold. Lauren isn't really jumping up and down. To take this guy to art galleries. Tarage is like, get out there, get away from my man. Dan is showing Amy pictures of Kylie and Jason and Madison. We don't even get to see the photo, but that's fine. You know, Sonia doesn't need to be at the nursery at any time today. She's just happy to open up her house for any rando Robinsons that want to have a cuppa. We didn't get to see it, but... Loz and her toy boy have, I think, come back from a gallery. We know that because they're holding flyers. Um, Lauren's talking about how flowers are pretty, and this is impressing toy boy. Brad Drab has clocked this encounter. Okay, she's offering him a cupcake, and Drab is just standing with his hands on his hips watching from afar. What's his job these days? No one's at work. Okay, Kyle's pissed off because Amy sanded a door. Is she a carpenter? I miss that. Or does she just, like, know how from Pinterest or something? Son is like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. Thanks for almost killing my child. Can I just point out that Amy hasn't showered today? I guess she's only hanging out with Daniel. It's kind of his natural scent anyway, so it's all good. Oh, she didn't put a ute door up. Tools are going to fly out everywhere. Paul's turned up looking like Walter White. Amy's driven off in the unsecured ute. Okay. Drab's talking about the toy boy with Tarage. I mean, I agree with Drab. It's too soon. Her husband died, like, within the same season. 
Drab's jealous. It's Ob's. Oh, he pulls the, oh, Matt asked me to make sure she's okay card. No, 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 no. Okay, snap. Daniel mentioned that Amy slipped in her car. Paul said that that's, that's something he would do. Amazing call. Okay, Loz is letting Toy Boy look at her sketches. Does she just keep them at the cafe? Just in the kitchen while she's making the toasted sangers. Okay, Drab's coming in and walking in on a, a little hand touch moment between Loz and Toy Boy. He's reading the paper casually by the cash register. It's like, okay, it's like seven o'clock at night and he's reading today's paper. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't go up to him. Don't go up to him, mate. Oh, don't pay. Oh, no. Okay. All right. He's told Toy Boy that the husband's dead. He gives him the old back off. Okay. Okay. Not okay. Not okay, Drab. See, I'm conflicted now because I just keep hating Drab more and more. But I still want him to hook up with Loz. What's wrong with me? All right, one more. We're going to do one more. I already love this episode. Listen to the synopsis. This is June 5. Susan suspects ulterior motives into rage. Joshua's attempt to provide for Amber leads him on a dangerous path. And Carl's new role as bartender is usurped by Susan. Brilliant. This is a Friday episode back in the day. So those were always classics. Fast forward through couch time and then we'll be on our way. Okay, Lauren has now got her sketches spread out all over the coffee tables at Harold's. I'm profesh. So Toy Boys asked Loz to sketch Erinsborough for the um, hotel art. Art. Oh, now Toy Boy's giving her the cold shoulder. Oh, this is sad. She was so excited about her crayons. Oh, Drab's getting a water by the drinks fridge and he, he feels guilty because he should feel guilty. Okay, Josh got a job. Now he wants to talk about making a contribution to the kid. Guys, get a lawyer. Go to Toadie. Get him on board. Do it all in writing. Okay, he's in the supplements business, so this is going to be great. Carl is in an extremely loud shirt. Again, he's not at his normal job at the hospital. Carl, uh, Susan looks delightful in lemon and actually matches the um, kiwi-coloured chairs very nicely. He's got... Oh, my God. I think he's dressing like Daniel. He's got suspenders dangling down under his bottom. All right. Teray just not having any of this toy boy giving Lauren the cold shoulder bizzo. She's off to chase that up. We're back at the gym. All right. So I need to set the scene here. I'm going back a bit. We're at Dingo's gym. Now, I've spoken about the gym in the past and talked about how it's a tiny room with like two treadmills and a cash register. There is now a little cardboard display uh, labelled Elixir Fuel, E-L-I-X-A, great spelling, Elixir Fuel, and there's like a protein protein powder display. Oh, and there's a, there's a silhouette cut out of a guy with muscles, flexing his muscles. That's how you know that it's good stuff. <laughs> Josh's new job is going to be working at the gym kiosk didn't know this gym was big enough to have a kiosk but or he can sell direct to the client which earns him a higher commission this is amazing what's he going to do just go annoy people while they're working out there's a personal trainer in the background just hovering above a client it's very um, motivating there's another guy on another treadmill and he's going at a snail's pace step it up buddy you're not going to move any units that way oh this is so shonky josh has got to put down five grand to get on board with these supplements. This is a Ponzi scheme. 
Josh is on a Ponzi scheme, but I have to defend the gym because shock horror in my absence from the podcast, I have since joined a gym. It's this tiny little ladies gym and it's, I think it's smaller than Dingo's gym. So I've got to um, eat my words about the size of the gym. The size is now plausible to me. Hang on a minute. Something's happened with Nell. This is a great episode. I'm just engrossed minute by minute. Oh my God. Carl's at the bar, at the off-air bar. He's trying to juggle bottles and he just smashed one. It was great. There's another indie looking bartender behind him who doesn't have any um, speaking lines, but she's throwing massive judgment with her eyes and it's great. Oh, Nell's afraid of bees and doesn't want to go to the park. Oh, my heart. Carl's going to make Nell a baby chino. I'm loving the sassy extra bartender. She's awesome. She's got this like spangly singlet top. Robin, like Swedish singer Robin style pixie blonde haircut. Not giving Carl the time of day. It is fantastic. Okay, Teresa's back. She's in her power suits. She's in a black pencil skirt and a white blouse. And she's found out that Drab told Toy Boy to back off. Yes, Drab, Lauren, a grown woman, is capable of making her own romantic choices. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy Teresa raging. Love it. Because you're being a douche. Do people still say douche? I don't know. Can you guys um, tweet me some other insults I can use? I'm out of touch. At Neighbours Pod. Douche. Knob jockey. Damned fool. That's one of my go-tos. Okay, Susan's brought up a Bumblebee game on her iPad. And now Nell's not scared anymore. Toadie just suggested Susan be a child psychologist. And I know she's had a bunch of jobs, but that is perfect for Susan. Carl's cut because his baby Chino didn't save the day. Drab tells Josh to stay at TAFE full time. <laughs> Finally, some good advice from Drab. Josh reckons he's done the sums. I don't believe him. I don't believe you. Yes, get a part-time job. Can't you go work at the nursery or the... Where else? Can't your mum get him a bloody bellboy job at the at Lasseter's? There is a bingo night coming up. This place will be hopping off air bar. I still wish I knew why Carl doesn't need to be doctoring while he's here spraying wiping the bar tables. Carl just brought up that Daniel lived in a car. I'm really happy for that to keep coming up. I don't care how they squeeze it in. I'd like one Daniel used to live in a car reference per episode, please. I don't know about that shirt, though. Carl's shirt. Oh, my God. I need to go back. There's a poster on the wall at the off-air bar. The Stabs launched their album, Deadwood, on vinyl. Special guests, Witch Hats and Mad Nana. I need to Google right now to see if they are all real bands. That is amazing. <laughs> Bands, the stabs. Why isn't Imogen working at this bar? I thought she had a shift. Okay, the stabs are real. Yep, yep, yep. Mad Nana. Yep, they're a band too. I take my hat off to the neighbor's art department. Ah, oh, Drab's come in to, with his towel between his legs to apologise to Loz. Loz is going to put Brad in his place and it's sweet. Yes, yes, she can look after herself. And Dad Cop, I blame you for assuming she couldn't. And trusting loser drab with that responsibility. You're all idiots. You're a pack of idiots. It's a great dressing down she's giving him right now. And not in the way I usually want. Focus on your own marriage. But he doesn't want to because he doesn't like his marriage. Because Teray Joyce yells at him. <laughs> oh, drab. Dead end job. Boring marriage. Love of his life's got a new toy boy. 
at the at Harold's Cafe, uh, there are some new options now available with with your coffees. And at the drinks fridge, you can get pure almond milk, four dollars thirty, and pure cashew milk for four dollars. Uh, that's too expensive. Teresa has got Robin back on deck. Apparently, why didn't she have a meeting with Robin, the toy boy artist, in a Lasseter's meeting room? Maybe in their renovations, they can pop in a new meeting room so that they don't have to have their meetings in a coffee shop where interfering husbands are there to meddle. Oh, Teresa has come to rage to Susan about her marriage. Susan loves this. Thank God Susan's got a wine, I tell you what. Okay, Susan is accusing Teresa of forcing the Eurasian toy boy onto Lauren. Susan ain't got time for Teresa's drama. Susan just sipped her wine and had nothing else to say to Teresa. That was the most brilliant look I've ever seen. Oh, Teresa, why doesn't she have other friends? I feel sorry for her now. Her only friends are the woman her husband wishes he was with and the local school principal who judges her every time they chat. Josh wants to come and talk to, about the nursery with Amber. Um, that's not your call, is it, mate? It's a bit early to talk about toys, Josh. Doesn't she have health insurance? So what's Amber doing with her life now? She's been in the backyard all day. Now she's having a fruit salad. She's just not going to uni anymore. Great. This is great. Carl's got his knickers in a twist because Susan's helping everyone in town before he can get to them, which is always the case, isn't it? As if you'd go to Carl with your problems. Brad's making a candlelight dinner for Tarage, as if that's going to make up for anything. Love this marble, faux marble bench top they've got at the, um, at the Willis's. Have they always had that? Remude would know. I'll ask Kate. I'm going to ask her now. Oh, okay. So Kate just wrote back. Yes. Marble Bench, always been there. She's always loved their kitchen. She knows her design features. So I trust that evaluation. Okay. We're back at the gym. That girl on the exercise bike is really not moving very fast at all. There's a little table and chair set up in the middle of the gym. What, what for? They're going to need that for Pilates classes and stuff. I guess that's why they do them on the lawn. All right, so Josh is signing his life away to Joey Tribbiani for the Ponzi scheme. Well, this is a terrible idea. He should have talked to Tarage about this. She, she would have shut it down quick sticks. Who is Forrest Jones? Forrest Jones. Oh, is that the name of the, um, the supplements guy? What a name. Forrest Jones. Okay, so that's Matt LeBlanc slash Joey. All right, well, I was really impressed with that episode. Great times. Look, so I don't know what my plan is in terms of catching up. I've still got, I'm still in June and I've got to get to October. So what I'm going to do is I'll wrap this up here. In my next catch up podcast, I will zip ahead a little bit, I think, and get things moving and jump back in. I'm not quite sure of the format yet. Please give me your feedback. Happy to, happy to tweak it until I'm uh, caught up at Neighbours Pod on Twitter. Happy to have your feedback missed chatting neighbors with you guys and like I really want to get back live tweeting soon but I'm happy to just chill out and dip back in and remember the things I loved and the things I hated that's going to be therapeutic in both positive and negative ways I imagine so thanks for hanging out and I will upload another podcast don't know when soon in the next week promise in the next week I'm Vaya and thanks for listening 